Hey guys, God bless you. Welcome back to The Encounter. I am here today with Danny, who we have once again on the table. Hey, it's gone. <laughs> we have Jenny, we have Matthew, we have House, we have myself, Kat, Layla, Christian, and we are just here in this big table today talking about something that um, will help us out in our walk with Christ. And today's topic for the podcast is basically like a question to all of our to all of us who are listening to myself to every individual here um and the question is am i too religious um many of the times when we're beginning our faith and our walk with christ we tend to forget about that it is you know having a relationship with with god and the most important thing about this is that whenever we fall into a religion most of the times it becomes just a routine and every time we wake up, we think like, oh, it's a routine. Like Friday, it's to church. Sunday, it's to church. But rather, instead of looking at it as like something I'm going to do out of love, and many of the times we f don't have that when we come and, you know, have, a, have and start a relationship with God. So today we'll be talking about how we can um, separate ourselves from actually loving what we do when we have a relationship with the Lord and, you know, not being so liberal in, you know, being too religious in any kind of... Um, in any kind of way. So to begin off, let's have Danny. <laughs> well, I, th I think I think the question was I think it's a really good question because as uh, Christian people, we find ourselves uh, you know juggling. I, I, don't, I don't think it's juggling is the right way, but I think the best uh, adjective that I can find is balancing this 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 uh, you know this way of living. Right? What is good? What is bad? And what is good but seen bad? And what is bad that is seen good. Uh, and honestly, I find myself in this position a lot of times in my life. And I try to correct myself and I try to be guided with the Holy Spirit and with the Word of God. And I want to read you guys this verse. It's in Ecclesiastes 7.16. And I love this because this is when Paul's speaking to, to the Ecclesiastes, of course. And, and, and it says, he, this is what he says. He says, uh, be not overly righteous and do not make yourself too wise. Why should you destroy yourself? Be not overly wicked, neither a fool. Why should you die before your time? It's 18 says, It is good that you should make a hold of this. And from that withhold not your hand. And from the one who hears God, uh, fears God shall come out uh, from both of them. So uh, it's not that I like what this says because I want you guys to hear it with circumcised uh, ears. Not just be like, hey, I got to do whatever, you know, whatever I want. And to be bad when I got to be bad and be good. That's not what it says. What it says is not be not to be burdened with everything that is correct. So what does that mean? For example, if you see somebody that's coming to church, for example, you see somebody that's coming to church for the first time. And be they, you know, they wear something maybe that's inappropriate for the for, for to go to church, right? Let's just say they're not wearing a shirt, just you know, so it can be outrageous, right? Because yeah. that'd be outrageous, right? <laughs> Who are we to say that they can't come to church like this? We are we no we are nobody. We are nobody. The best thing that we can do is actually take your shirt off your back and offer it to them, right? But instead, we are more likely to throw these people outside of church instead of letting these people in. There's a thing that it doesn't 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 match. It doesn't it doesn't. It's not 
it's, it's becoming a religion more than a spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ. And that's what happens. For example, when you start a relationship, you come as you are. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been in a relationship, a friendship, or even just like a, a romantic relationship. You come with, with, a, with a bunch of things, and then as together, you guys come and you start fixing things that you need to be fixed as you go. And that's God. It's just God doesn't have to fix get fixed anything by us. But instead, we are being fixed by Him. So I think, I think the problem here is being too religious as in too hard on other people on what we think is righteous yes i literally have this verse in matthew 7 5 and it and it talks about you know how before we even like try to try to judge our brother's speck in their eye we should start looking at ourselves and something that's so important for us to realize and came to mind when i was studying this topic was the the pharisees because they were so quick to judge everyone else and say like oh i'm the most perfect person i'm the one that actually follows the law but in reality their hearts were nowhere towards like following what christ was asking them to do and you know most of the time what hypocrite like what hypocrites actually are are just people who want to have like their own gain of um gain of attention or be recognized by somebody or you know try to be like oh you're you're the perfect one or you know always have like compliments towards them but behind closed doors what do they do they do the opposite of what god is asking us to do and this is very important to recognize because i'll read the, the verse for you guys matthew 7 5 like i said and it says you hypocrite play actor pretender first get the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye so many of the times what we what we tend to do is that we can be too religious to the point where we think ourselves are like we're too perfect or like oh i come to church i'm fine or i um do x y and z monday through thursday because friday we go to church right and then we think like we're the most like perfect human being perfect christian that's walking right but we always remember that we have to remember that we're not here to like um receive any like recognition from from any human at all because somebody that actually was like this was king saul when he when he when the lord um gave him like the authority to be king the lord the bible says that the lord literally regretted that decision because he was so he was obviously doing sacrificing sacrifices rather than obedience and that's what god was telling him like hey we what i want from you is obedience and then at the end at the very end king saul was just saying like hey but can you tell still can you still tell like the elderly that i still did like all these great things almost saying like i still want recognition right and at that point he probably thought like oh i'm so good at being in this religion where you know people will start recognizing me as like a king or somebody who actually did good but in the contrary to god's eyes it was like nothing because what did he do he was doing it out of um just to quedar bien con la gente to say it like that right there was no obedience nor love towards like the the anointing that god had you know given him a chance to because king saul was somebody that was just like terrible right but that's that's what can be like one of the dangers when we become too religious is that we can you know attempt to lead on to us being hypocrites no, before we move on from from david and, and, and saul just because i know you guys have your own uh, examples i was gonna tell you guys that listen like for example that those two stories right there is something that we can actually have as balance for example check this out saul was he a bad king yeah was he uh look 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 how we've been like this thing has this has been shoved in our head all our life that Saul was bad, Saul was this, Saul was that. But he was he never had a family problem the way David did. He never cheated on his wife like David yeah. did. He never killed a soldier to stay with his wife. And yet, why was God so close to David? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not always that you're doing so great. 
maybe yeah. some mistakes, but being closer to God. So what? What I think what was what was the difference between David and and Saul? It's not that he was uh, he was holier. It's not that he did more, uh, better things than Saul. I think the thing that he wanted is that he wanted God's presence over all things. Mm-hmm. What did he? What was his prayer? Take everything from me. Take my wives. Take my kingdom. Just do not let your presence be away from me. Mm-hmm. That was his. That was his prayer all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sinned. I missed. I, I made a mistake, but. Let your presence always be with me, Lord. I don't want to ever lose it. And honestly, that's my prayer, dude. Ever since I figured this out, that's my prayer. I was like, God, I can make mistakes, but just don't let your presence leave me. That's true. Go ahead. I don't know who's going to talk first, but you guys can maybe... But yeah, like not to kind of leave that, but it was more to like, you know, bounce off of what... (laughs) But but we're leaving it. (laughs) Not to leave that, but we're going to move on, right, Daddy? (laughs) But going off what Kat was saying, it says here in Galatians 6.3, for I'm reading the AMP version in case you guys want to like look around around it. Anyways, it says right here, for if anyone thinks he is something, and right here it says in, in a bracket, special, when in fact he is nothing special except in his own eyes, but he deceives himself, right? I think this is really important that we like, you know, put on the table because right here it says like, was it like you're putting yourself as like this all like all righteous man, all knowing wisdom person, you know, like was it like, as we were mentioning in the beginning, if someone knew where to come to church, you know, like was it like in the sense of like, oh, they're wearing like, I don't know. For the guys that say like a stringer or something like that, like it's like, um, why is he coming to church like in a stringer or or anything like random, you know, like super like tight clothing or like super like revealing, of course, right? But I don't want to like bash you guys on that. But the thing is, like, we have to understand ourselves that we put ourselves on this such a high pedestal that sometimes we forget to like check ourselves, of course, right? And it's really important that we do this because number one, like, was it like it just shows where our priorities are at, right? Like where we stand um within ourselves in our own mind, but. Um, we have to understand as well, like, how does God see us? We always have to, like, double-check ourselves, like, why, like, where and how, like, was it, like, do I stand with God, right? Like, I'm not going to be standing here telling people what to do, thinking I'm, like, oh, I'm controlling this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But they always have that in the back of their minds, or in this case, like, maybe one of us, but, um, like, may God have mercy on us. Because we're all human. We, we all, like, we all fall into this as well. Um, but we have to understand as well that, um, like, God has his mercies, and that the fact that we have to... Uh, like, be very lenient with ourselves because, like, was it, like, we're human, we suck, yes, but we have to also, like, put in our efforts to, like, also, like, correct ourselves as well because there's so many times where God can actually, like, you know, like, what's it, like, like, correct ourselves, but he kind of expects us to, like, take that first step as well. You know what I'm saying? And I just thought it was, like, a little, you know, thought I could just put in, but yeah. Um, I was going to say that I feel like this, the question, like, am I too religious kind of, like, once you start asking yourself that, it's also kind of like you're also also asking yourself like am i just am i just going through motions am i just going through like rules instead of instead of actually um i don't want to say putting feeling to it because like our feelings aren't always right but like actually putting like your own um understanding yeah understanding into it um again matthew 9 11 it says it's when the when Jesus comes to, I'll just read. It's Matthew 9, 10 and 11. It says, Then as Jesus was reclining at the table in Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your master eat with, with tax collectors and sinners? So the fair, and I know you guys were already saying this, but the Pharisees all, all they were all they were looking at was like was like okay no that's the rule and that's just how it's supposed to be but but Jesus Jesus like kind of 
he came here to show us love. Yeah. He came us he came here to show us like we we should understand each other. We should um it shouldn't always just be like rules, rules, rules. No, there's also like an understanding that goes with it. Just like a regular parent. Like um when you have a relationship with a parent, a parent is not always gonna be like, um, no, you can't hang out with that guy. No, you can't hang out with that guy. That because then that like no, the parent is smart enough to be like, if I forbid my my child to hang out with this certain person, all the person's gonna do is it, all the child is gonna do is disobey me. Like they're they're just gonna create a sneaky child, and that's just how Jesus is. Like he he knows when it's okay to be lenient or to be like easygoing. He understands. Yeah, I love how you were just saying that because I think. Well, I believe really that whenever we think about like this whole religion, it's not really like, oh, we have strict rules to go by, but it's more like prerequisites that we have to like follow in order for us to, number one, please God, in order for us to live a testimony that's good for number one, ourselves, for our family, for our siblings, for the people that are behind us and stuff like that. But the problem is majority of the time it's our problem because many of the times we think you know, like I put myself or I think back of when I was young and I think like when my parents were strict and I would say like, why? Why do I have to go through all these steps? But they don't, we don't see like me, younger 13 year old cat didn't see like the dangers that were going to come. Right. And yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see them until now. I'm like, okay, now I understand. But there's prerequisites that the Lord asks us to do. And I think this topic is so beautiful because, um, Literally, the Apostle Sergio had a, had a preaching about this, about the religion that is perfect. And he was saying that many of the times we have like a bad costumbre of saying um, that that we don't have a religion, it's a relationship. But he was explaining and he was saying, you know what, like the Bible actually all it talks about is religion. So I was just like, huh, that's very interesting, right? And I, I got that like a slap to the face because I would always say like, no, I don't have a religion, I have a relationship with the Lord. Which is not correct because we all do have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah, we do. And that's, that's where love comes in because now you're doing these prerequisites with love. And then I think the most important thing that we have to understand is that when we know these prerequisites you no longer think of it as rules but you start getting like metanoia and start thinking like okay this is something that i know will lead me to a greater cause i know this will um allow me to you know have a better future within the lord right and it also talks about and he was also like talking about like the actual real religion is to be somebody who goes and gives out to the people in need but before you get to that level it's like prerequisites before you get there so you have to be somebody that's humble you have to be somebody that helps out you have to be there's a lot of steps that come towards that and it means like you have to like you were saying you have to be loving or you have to have like some type of compassion so it's no longer seen as something strict but something as like okay i understand i love my cha my mind has changed like for example if you talk to somebody that has just came to church that you ask them like hey would you know let's pretend what i'm somebody yeah i'm somebody from school right and jenny's somebody that comes to church i ask her hey what are you going to do on friday and jenny since she could be like possibly beginning to come to church she just says oh i'm coming just to church right but as jenny like grows up in like her spirituality she's going to start saying instead of i'm going to church she's going to say i'm going to the house of the lord you right. see, like, there's a change in your words. There's a change in how you see a religion, quote-unquote religion, right? Because, obviously, we do have a religion, and 
but above all it's a relationship with the lord so it's it's very tricky and many of the times we mess it up because of our own mind yeah, and i think what you said is, is perfect because i don't think religion should crush others no mm-hmm. you know what i mean i think instead it should build other people and that's why i think uh, i was i was reading this last time in in in, in what jesus is love right god is love and the, there's many verses that says you know that if you love your brother then you know who god is and if you yeah. don't love your brother you don't know who god is i was gonna tell you guys that that's so crazy because you know the religion that we that we that we have like you said the relationship the religion for example your relationship only starts because you understand how much god loves you yeah. you see what i'm saying like mm-hmm. if you don't understand that basic form of love you really do not understand who god is right and because then you understand that type of love that god has then you understand that because it's so over abundant his love then you must pour it out on other people and i think that's the best part about this religion and this is how you can know whether you're too religious or not is if you love other people right. and if you are as how do i say this as lenient as other people have been with you or, or has god has been with you because i remember oh i've seen all of you guys grow up you know in the youth but <laughs> I, 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 rem- <laughs> I remember uh, i remember i remember that i didn't have that nice you know, I didn't have that nice somebody that, that, that was lenient with me. And instead, I gave you guys that. I gave you leniency. Even though there was mistakes, I gave you leniency. Because I remember that Jesus gave me leniency. And he continues to give me leniency in everything I do. And so what, 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 how, how can I portray my religion? By giving leniency. Hey, Danny, I'm going to be late. It's okay. I understand. Life happens. <laughs> hey, Danny. Hey, Danny. I, you know, uh, the only thing that I, I don't think, I don't think that we should accept is when this, it's a pattern of habit. I'm late all the time. But hey, life happens. I got a family issue. I got something to do. My car breaks down. Yeah. It, it, it all is, dude. It's life. It's mm-hmm. life. So lean, it, religion would be no. This is your job. No, because it's it's, it's not, not like that. Yeah. Leniency is okay. Did you have something to do? That's fine. You know, I think I think God has blessed us with the church big enough to so be like, oh, you can't dance. Okay, sounds good. I'll put somebody in, in oh, your place, yeah. Yeah. and I'll, I'll I hope everything's okay. I'll see you here Sunday. Mm-hmm. But you know, our religion, our religion should be the way that Jesus treats us. If Jesus, for example, I have leniency, but also you know, Jesus, God is a little bit harder with me, right? Uh-huh. Like I have different, uh, yeah, I have different how to say like uh, standards to my life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot be doing the same thing as a 13 year old kid is doing because I'm 31, right? Uh, and and I, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm a leader in church and I can't be doing the same thing. So I got to do that and I also got to be leaning with the people that are younger. Mm-hmm. So it, it, like, I, I think the beautiful thing about it is how do you find yourself not being a hypocrite by showing the same love that Jesus uh, showed you. If you guys want to uh, have some biblical context about this, if I'm wrong, it's Galatians 2, 11 through 14. That's when Paul came to uh, us uh, to, this, uh, to this place with Peter and Peter was acting like a Jew. Uh, no, like a like a Gentile with everybody that was there, and the minute the Paul came along, he started acting like a Jew, and Paul saw this, and it says that Paul went off on him. He was yeah. like, "Why are you acting like a Gentile when I'm not here, and when I'm here, you're acting like a Jew?" And then he was like, "You know what? You know, people said the Bible says that." This fight was told throughout generations until today. So imagine it was a big fight. And what was the fight that he was being too religious? He cared too much about, he lived as a Gentile. He lived as a person that accepted Jesus Christ. Therefore, you don't have to be circumcised. You can hang out with uh, Gentile, other Gentile people. And now when Paul came along, he was like, oh, no, no, I can only hang out with Jewish people. And all the Gentile friends were like, yo, Peter, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And he was like, don't do this. This is incorrect. This shows religious yeah. And not love, and how, um, and how uh, God wants to uh, talk about 
talk to us. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, there's a verse, Col Colossians 2.20, sorry, through 23. It says, you died with Christ and were made free from the powers that influence this world. So why do you act as if you still belong to the world? I mean, why do you follow rules like these? Don't eat this. Don't taste that. Don't touch that. These rules are talking about earthly things that are gone after they are used. They are only human commands and teachings. These rules may seem to be wise as part of a made-up religion in which people pretend to be humble and punish their bodies, but they don't help people stop doing evil that the sinful self wants to do. I really love this verse because, um, because um, like uh, one, of, one of our friends, she, she, put, she added um, not only that but following rules and thinking of the bible like sometimes we think of the bible we look at the bible and sometimes it's not even like like our faults because sometimes it's maybe like our parents that make us think the bible is full of which it, it is like it has rules but yeah. like it's just like fully like strictly like don't do this don't do that like yeah. sometimes mm -hmm. our parents make us feel like that and that can wear us out and it can and it can make us um stop believing it or like make us feel like we don't want to we don't want to read that but this verse literally says that 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 all these rules that were made by human like yeah they're good but but they're if you don't do it with conviction if you don't un really understand it then you won't it'll be useless to follow them because your sinful self still lives inside of you versus it, once you start realizing like oh this is why god doesn't want me to do this this is why god says this in the bible and stuff um then it starts to become a relationship it starts to become something beautiful the bible starts to make more sense to you and um yeah that's what i want to add i love how you said um you begin to understand because that also takes us to the word discern and discern means um to like take something out of disguise like you see a mask on you and then i have to take it out and see like hey what's behind you you know like let me see what your eyebrows look like you know something like that like you start you start like picking and trying to dissect what's actually in the bible and another another thing another like definition that means discern is like understand recognize respect and don't you like when you love somebody don't you like like learn how to respect them as well that's something that comes with um having a relationship with the lord and then starts stop seeing it as like a like a religion or something like that and i think the most important thing about understanding it is because many of the times we hear like many religions where it's like oh you have to wear like from head to toe like everything covered like no skin at all right but you know that's things that you know that slowly come you know there's things that in this case it wouldn't be that way right but i love how you were saying how these things are made up by human beings and the thing about that is that um that many of the times it's because we ourselves lack understanding like we it the bible says yeah in hosea 4 6 it says my people are destroyed for lack for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge i reject you from being a priest to me and since you have forgotten the law of your god i also will forget your children and that's so crazy to me because majority of the things like for example there can be a lot of families that could be mysticals. Like, oh no, eso es el diablo. O te acercas a eso. Oh no, dude, you're going to get the shuko in you, right? And it's like, that's, that's, it creates like, that's like a heavy, hardcore religion, right? Where you think like, oh no, you can't do this because bam, you're going to have like something, Satan's going to come after you, which, you know, we rebuke. But, um, and this brought to my mind um, when I went to Hawaii, 
we went to uh, this like uh, Maui and we went to like this black sand beach and supposedly there was like signs where it was like oh if you take home the sand like they have any like evil to your home right and so we were going down my and my dad loves to collect like nature stuff so he just grabbed it right and then we went down to go like to an ice cream parlor and then some other Latin family like started asking us like hey what did you guys see over there and then my dad was like oh look like this is the sand we got and then you know all the locals the Hawaiian people they were like no like what are you doing like that dirt it's supposed to be in the beach like you, you're gonna let wickedness come into your home and then my dad was just like no and then when we got in the car again he he told us this verse and i'm telling you guys it's in psalms 24 1 and it says the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof the world and those who dwell therein so meaning like if we did not understand what the bible said or what the word was telling us then obviously i would have gotten scared my dad would have thrown it back he would have said like oh no we're gonna get evilness in our home but you know you you start remembering like the word and what it says like everything that's in the world and the people who habit who like habitat habit, yeah. habitat yeah. in it is from the lord's so it's like it's like, okay, now we have to understand and apply it. Now, it's not saying like, oh, I'm going to go watch a movie and, you know, everything that that the Lord has allowed me to watch, I'm going to go and op- and go watch it. No, because, you know, you there's doors that you can open as well. Mm-hmm. And, and that's beautiful to think of because if we lack understanding or lack knowledge into what we're doing, into why we're doing this, and stopping, um, stopping you know, um, following the God of our parents and actually following the God who we have had an encounter with, then that's when the situation changes. And a beautiful example that, you know, always I love because he teaches me, uh, like boundaries, but like boundaries that are scary to a Samson because he had boundaries within him. And, you know, it says like, once he left those boundaries, what happened? The Lord departed from him. So it's saying like, okay, you have these boundaries and you have a decision to be like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm not going to do this. But once you overstep that line, guess what? The Lord's not going to be there to help you out no more because you know from right and wrong. So that is something that we have to understand. Just like you were saying, like start disguising, pick pointing out what the word says and, you know, actually, like learn how to love it i i think that if, if you guys just if you guys just open your bibles and you guys read there's so many ways that you can understand why there's things that we do and we don't do uh and uh, you know people people sometimes are shocked but our but about our our church of why we don't o- allow uh open toe shoes oh, yeah. you, guys, you guys you guys used to always be like why why i'd be like nah yeah. relax like, i would put them <laughs> off all the time because they were not old enough they were, they were little punks in reality <laughs> right they were uh, yeah they're little kids that didn't know they didn't, they didn't even wear open toe shoes yet they don't even know how to wear high heels until <laughs> until until i explained to them that i was like look it's not because of you guys it's because there's there's men and there's women that you know just like toes and if you're up there and you know and you're singing or you're dancing and you have open toe shoes and a man sees this instead of dancing he's like now you know focused on your toes which I, don't, I find that crazy, but the Bible also says that the worst of God chose the worst of the worst. So I'm expecting to, you know, have like a psychopath at church. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I might as well be extra cautious. Now, does the Bible says do not wear open toe shoes? No. no. It's just a caution that we take. Now, if you want to come to church and have open toe shoes the rest of the time that you're not serving, go ahead and have open toe shoes. I, I don't mind. Just that up there in that moment, yeah. you can't do that. <laughs> And it's just, it, like, like I said, it's not being religious. It's just having a little bit more understanding. Understanding. It's not understanding. It's understanding. Understanding of what it is good and what is right and not to be extra religious. Let me give you guys one more because I feel like, I feel like uh, just to be a little more clear. For example, drinking. Drinking itself is not bad. I mean, don't go out and have beers, right? <laughs> but, you know, drinking on, on itself, like if you want to go and have wine, 
okay, dude. Like I would look at you and be like, no, that's not that's not how you guys would do. But it's 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 nothing. There's nothing incorrect with that. What is incorrect is the inability to stop drinking wine or beer or all liquor. Or I think liquor and beer is ridiculous. I don't think you should, nobody should drink it because that's man-made. Anyways, uh, but you know, and getting and getting drunk out of that place. Then you start making mistakes, you start sleeping with people, then your in inhibition starts dropping. And that's exactly what the Bible says not to do. Do not drink so you lose your inhibition to understand. And that's why there's women that, that get abused and that's why there's men that get, it happens to men, men that bad things happen to them as well. Why? Because they overdid what they had to do. That's why, what do I say? What do I tell people? Do you need to drink? Nobody needs to drink? Then why do it? There's no need to do it. Now, let's just say uh, you have a tummy ache, and the only way the doctor tells you is have a cup of, of wine. No, I will die before. There's people that die because, uh, because uh, for example, they're not letting uh, people open their body. Did you guys know there's a, there's, a, there's a religion like that? And there's people that literally die because of that. And I'm just going, okay, that's a little bit crazy. I don't want to die because they, I can't get my appendix taken out. Yeah. I think about it. It's such a simple thing, but we have to understand that religion and then this, uh, like you said, then, then this religion, right? Because yeah. like, right? religion, religion is the same thing. But yeah. you know, like extreme and not extreme is super lenient. Just stand in the middle yeah. where Jesus was. Remember, I don't know if I told you guys this, but when Jesus died, he was in the cross and he was in between the the what's it called the the what was the bad guy the, the thief, thief. and then the nobody one. ever spoke about the one in the right yeah right so the the apostle Sergio was saying that those that's exactly the balance that we should take right there's the over righteously person that nobody wants to talk about anymore and then there's a the complete thief the horrible person that everybody wants to talk about and where was Jesus able to forgive in the middle, in the middle. yeah balance so I think that's the best way uh, to um, to do it. Yeah, go ahead, please. Just one, no, just no, one thing that literally like um, backs you up is um, where is it? James one twenty seven and says, "Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this: to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world." So this is this is um, interesting to see because we can say that oh, religion means that I have to go and feed like the widow. Religion means that I have to go and be compassionate to my brothers. But we take that out of context and we think like, oh, I can still give to the widow and still go on and drink. But it's like no, like you know. It means uh, a religion that is pure. And then Philippians 4, 8 talks about, um, you know, follow whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commandable. So imagine, like, sometimes we ourselves take these things out of context and think like, oh, if I go and help the, the poor, I'm saved. You know, like, I don't need to go and, um, you know, follow these rules anymore. But no, everything that is lovely, that is pure, not what we think is lovely. Because what we think is lovely, it's like, oh, I see those butterflies, those are beautiful and lovely. But no, lovely as in pure, like clean, consecrated, apart, settle what for who? Not for me, for the Lord, you know? Like that's that's the difference in, you know, what you were saying, like being in the middle. Right. And, and you guys, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to just say something just because. It's because she said the, the James verse, and I literally had that right here. Um, the one before, it says, if you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. And then the next one says, pure and genuine religion in the sight of the Lord, the Father, means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. And what's interesting is that in this is just like, uh, like extra. Yeah, but um, the one, the verse twenty-six, the word religious, it, it's um, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Threskos. 
It's a Greek word, Stressos. and it's it's different from the from the meaning of religion in the verse after that in 27. The verse in the word religion in verse 26, it just it just means like something like like it's just like a simple like religion just like straight up rules and everything versus the one after that it's more as Kathy was saying it's more pure it's more sincere and loving yeah. and I think I think that's what we, I think that's what we should reach I think that's what we should strive for uh, this religion where instead of us number one crushing it should be uplifting instead of making everything so holy and perfect it should actually be just pure and sincere mm-hmm. I think that's what remember I, I even preached about this on, on Saturday about being love what is is mm-hmm. active it's sincere and that's what it is. That's what we lack. And you know what I think hurts me the most? That a true religious person controls its tongue. And we do not control their tongue at all. And honestly, that just slaps me in the head because honestly, there's so many times that I speak and I do and I say and then I'm just like, why, why did I say that? Yeah. <laughs> like to this day, I still do it. Imagine I'm 31 and I still do it. I feel like I should have learned already. And I'm, yeah, but you're 14 or 15. I'm 31. <laughs> So I think I think that's that's so important, right? What you do with your mouth is actually very important as well as to show where your religion stands by, which I, I don't disagree with. If the Bible says it, what can I do, right? What can I say? All right. Um, I think we should be done. Uh, I think it's 30 minutes already, right? 32 minutes. Perfect. All right, guys. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for uh, tuning in. In the encounter, guys, I'm so glad I'm back, uh, and I'll, hopefully I'll be back for more times. God bless you guys. Thank you guys for joining us, and I'll see you guys next week. Take care. God bless.